Hi, my name is Anja Karwowska and I'm the host of this amazing podcast, Get Unstuck with Your English. If you are a neurodivergent person, struggling with learning the language, tend to procrastinate too much, or maybe you have so many goals you get lost right on the bed, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you have come to the right place, my friend. I'll teach you how to apply cognitive science and evidence-based methods to your learning. I will walk you through the learning plateau. If you're scared to talk, the vocabulary evaporates your mind. You have been studying for ages, following shiny objects, binge-watching Netflix, hoping that the knowledge will cross your head first Moses. If so, I'm here to help you. I'll show you how to study and tackle the language, and most importantly, how to make it stick. I'm inviting you on the journey with me. Let it add a science sprinkle to your learning. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Hello, it's me, Anja Karwowska, and I'm broadcasting to you from Canadian-American border. So, because I've received lots of DMs and questions, today we'll talk a little bit about English Spain, language history, and structured word inquiry. So, to the point, what is a structured word inquiry? Sounds interesting, right? So, it is a scientific investigation of words. Word parts, structures, origin, as I have said it so many times, you probably know, remember, or if not, I will remind you right now, English language is like a cake. So it has those several layers, right? We have the phonological layer, we have the morphological layer, where we have roots, prefixes, suffixes, connecting vowels, which, for example, in Polish are called infixes, and we have that etymological layer. That takes us to structured word inquiry. Very often students, especially those with dyslexia, but not only, they have that um, idea, maybe not idea, but they do believe that um, the language does not make sense. And it's quite the opposite. So structured word inquiry is about understanding larger parts across the words. So we talk about roots, bases, and families, right? We venture to understand the evolution and the structure of the word. The students with the teacher investigate tools to understand the vocabulary. So they're using word sums or lexical words, word matrices to analyze the word. We look at the phonological layer of the word, right? Has it changed or not? We look at the morphological layer. So we um, investigate or we just find the base, right? And we look at the prefixes and the suffixes about the meaning, how the words changed. And we look about the etymological layer. Because we all know that the English language has undergone so many changes that I'll give you the very uh, simple example that I mentioned, I think, yesterday. When you think about janitor, where the word janitor comes from, right? And then you think about the um, Roman god Janus, right? He was protecting door. And janitor evolved from that word. So everything makes sense. So that's why we have structured word inquiry. So in structured word inquiry, we look at the orthography. So we look at the set of conventions for writing the language. Norms of spelling, hyphenation, capitalization, word breaks. Word sum, on the other hand, is a tool that allows us falsification of our hypothesis. So we do hypothesize, right? Not always words that look similar will have the same root not always they will have the same origin right and then we put it on a lexical word matrix which specifies the association between the meaning and the word so i know it sounds complicated but really you can try and venture and do it by yourself it's an amazing journey so how does it work you start in a very very simple way 
you start asking what does the word mean try to brainstorm come with lots of ideas i always say there are no wrong answers okay then look at the composition of the word how it's built what's its structure try to identify the root the prefix the suffix look for important clues then explore the word's history and etymology what's the word origin like for example you have the word to bear right burden when you go deep 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 into words etymology if when you identify the pie root you will see that it comes from the word from the pirate so from the word in the repair bar sorry it is reconstructed reconstructed uh, reconstructed wood and i don't know exact pronunciation it's, it's a b-e-h-r and then you will discover that it means to carry right so all those investigations will not only expand your knowledge of the, of the language but it will give you so much more it will help with your spelling and it will it will give you a hint of history and that knowledge that everything has the root and the reason nothing came out of the blue so then look at the word try to make connections so you look at the historical root explaining where the word comes from maybe the pronunciation affects the spelling you use the word some right you support or refute your hypothesis right you try to find related words maybe and then you put the data all together and then you have the deeper understanding and the context where the word came from and it's really empowering because um very often students think that spelling does not make sense and language is very illogical which is quite on the contrary for example let's take the word biography so you have biography if you put it in a word matrix a graph which is the word says to write then you can have biography so self-writing with the suffix y you can have monography which is single let's say writing you can have telegraphy pictography and so on and so forth so when you dissect the word you will have so many meanings and it's so crucial why am i talking about it you do not have to do a complete structured word inquiry let's be honest especially if you're an adult student but if you are if you work with dyslexic students you are dyslexic it really helps but let me take you again to those IELTS TOEFL exams. We will probably have noticed that lots of words that appear in academic papers or in more advanced reading or writing, they do have Greek and Latin roots. And it really helps and empowers you when you can understand the word and you don't have to get fixated on the meaning. That's what structured word inquiry comes into. Right, yeah, it helps. So let me give you an example. So, for example, you have abdication, the word abdication, and you have a root. Root is ab or abs, and it means away, right? You can have acid, sour, right? So simple. Or you can have academ of Greek origin, and it means academia. So, if you know the roots, if you know the prefixes, it really empowers you in your learning. If we look at Latin prefixes, we have co, together, co-action, right? There, a way of, deactivate, this, not, disbelief, right? None, not, non-essential, post, after, post-date, pre, before, pre-exist, or pre-existing condition, right? Rare, again, rearrange, re-imagine, sub under sub think of submarine you have sub which is a prefix 
which means under and marine it's sea so it's under the sea literally a trans across floor transatlantic right across the atlantic once you know all this these words it really is so powerful and it's so i say it's free if you look at maps in english language you have january which we said is from the god janus the god of the door porta in latin you have February, which comes from the cleansing festival in Rome, ancient Rome, Februaria. You have our March, which comes from the god Mars, god of war. You have April, which is from April, open, right? Beginning of spring. And so on and so forth. And think about July, which was named after Julius Caesar, because before that it was the seventh month. August, the Emperor Augustus. So I said, everything has a reason. If you remember the name of the weeks in English language, Look at what Friday. Friday was named after a Germanic goddess of love, Flieg, Fliegedeg, Fliegedeg, sorry, right? Or Thursday, Thor, right? The god of thunder. Those who know, like Marvel comics, they'll know what I'm talking about. I'm sure others will do as well. But you know, that's the core cool association. So well, if you're learning or if you use it in a classroom, it opens a plethora of investigation and it opens so many connections. When you dive into the etymology, and of course the question remains, how can I know what is the pirate, etc. Not everyone is a linguist, and even if we don't know everything, we're not omnipotent. But you have so many resources. You can even look up pirates or the word origin in an online etymological dictionary. Simple as that. That's a great starting point. And with that, not only you will feel empowered, not only you will know that the language makes sense and Chomsky was wrong, not only it was refuted by the computational linguist at the University of Alberta, but we all know that spelling is not close to optimal, but we know that it all makes sense. We have to dive in and dissect the language. When we look at English orthography, we know that it's 40 times more complex than German orthography and 400 times more complex than Italian and Spanish, right? because they have the shadow orthography based on Latin. When you think of English, we have the Germanic, right? English is Germanic language, but it was influenced by Greek, by Latin, by French, to say the least, right? Sometimes they were traveled from Greek to Latin and then to French, and then they ended up in English somehow. So it can be complicated, and that's why we structured to that inquiry. That's why we dive into the etymology. I can give you a very simple word, hamburger. Like who, if, if someone is a fan of the word hamburger, meant the native of Hamburg actually. And then, then the stake name came up around 1880. So it all makes sense once you unravel, unravel the layers of the language. You can, of course, start off with structured word inquiry. For example, just dive into the origin of roots or just focus on the Greek and Latin roots. If you're preparing for IELTS, academic or TOEFL, I would highly suggest just dive into the simplest Greek and Latin roots, prefixes and suffixes, and your writing and your reading will blast off to a higher level. If you're thinking of studying an English language, maybe you want to go to university, you want to study psychology, languages, you name it, any subject in academia, you will find lots of Greek and Latin roots. That's why it's so helpful, and that's why you should really dive into it for example, if we think about the word tooth, right? Why it's teeth? It's because of the I um, umlaut. Or the verbs. Um, I recently wrote a post on LinkedIn about verbs, irregular verbs, where they came from. And we all know that irregular verbs 
are the most frequent verbs in the English language. So if you present yourself or your student with the meaning and the origin, you will not only enlighten them, but you will empower them. And I think especially for people who struggle with dyslexia or attention deficit, getting to the root and knowing the rules is really liberating. So we all know that languages evolved around the ages, right? We have English, which is lingua franca now. Before that, we had Latin, right? So structured word inquiry, which is the scientific investigation of words, shows you where the word, words came from, why they spell in difference, let's say, or why they have different pronunciation. You will know their etymology. So that way, you will feel more empowered and you will understand that everything came not out of nowhere, but it is due to the changes, right? In English, we had great vowel shift and so on and so forth. However, it's not a topic. It's not an episode about historical grammar. I will prepare a separate episode focusing only on historical grammar and changes in the English language. So just to summarize, we have been talking about structured word inquiry and Greek and Latin roots. We know the structured word inquiry is the scientific investigation of words. We look at the phonology, morphology, etymology. We look at the word sounds and we use matrices. So we create a matrix of words, right? We uh, investigate the root. We then we look at the prefixes and suffixes and the conventions. However, if we don't have that much time, or maybe we're simply not that interested, but we will study in English or we will and we are preparing for an exam looking into Greek and Latin roots at this and prefixes and suffixes we open a whole new world for us and really you do not have to study Latin and Greek I know that our time is limited although it is a great adventure but just looking and knowing the meaning of the word without looking into the dictionary it will save you time during the exam it will showcase your abilities while you're writing, right? So you will be at, a, let's say, higher level, like CLB 8, let's say, not CLB 5 or 6, or even 7. So it is very, very helpful. So that's why I'm highly recommending it. And on top of it, if you are struggling with language, maybe you're struggling with attention, maybe you're struggling because you are a dyslexic person and it just does not make sense, it shows you the rules. And language is like, language is science, basically. And not a social science, it's science. So once you know the rules governing the language, once you know where it comes from, it is very empowering, you will make less mistakes and you will be more outspoken, which even during the speaking portion of the exam, it will play to your benefit. So why not? If you are listening to that message, that means that you have listened to my podcast. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I have something special for you. As you know, on September 5th, I will be running my free masterclass, Breakthrough B2. There will be a prize draw at the end. Yeah, there will be prizes. And I will discuss how can you break from the plateau if you're stuck at B2 and you can't go any further, how to be more articulate, how to speak more confidently at work during business meetings, how to have vocabulary stick to your head and not just evaporate why staring mindlessly at a piece of paper or the book does not help and is not playing to your benefit when you are preparing for an exam or you just try to be more outspoken C1 level speakers. There's still time to register and join us, so the link is in the bio. And 
I want to wish you a wonderful day, evening, night, and I wish you the greatest success, no matter what you're working on. And talk to you soon. Bye!